so many an advantage now. It's better to think of it as a set of products that are going to give great outcomes from the intelligence and expertise that has always been part of Mandian, but packaged in a way that is easily accessible, easy to deploy, can scale in a way that we can't do that just from our consulting and you know our, our other products that are maybe considered more manual. Welcome back to another episode of the Ion Security Podcast. I am your host, Luke McNamara, and joining me today, we have Mike Armistad, SVP for Mandiant Advantage Products. Mike, how are you today? Good, Luke. How are you? I'm doing well on this somewhat rainy Wednesday that we're recording this, but I, I'm interested in this conversation. I think we'll, we'll have a good discussion here today, talking about some of the, the new features that are being launched with Mandiant Advantage. For those who maybe missed it before, we did an episode last year, last fall, with John Hyde and Jeff Guilfoyle talking about the initial launch and some of the features that were coming with the Intel portion of this. But I'm excited to hear about some of the other features that are now coming online. Mike, before we jump into this, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your role here at the company. Sure. Today, I'm SVP of the Mandian Advantage products, and I came to Mandiant Solutions as part of the Respond acquisition, where I was a co-founder and the CEO. Excellent. And your current role here, you're obviously doing a lot with this new platform that we've been building out and launching, but walk us through a little bit of what that looks like. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really the sole focus since we got here. I, with Respond, we're bringing a component to the Mandiant Advantage platform that is going to enable automation of tier one triage of alerts. And that will couple that with our security validation products. But it gave us the opportunity, honestly, to just expand what we had been talking about with Mandian Advantage. You mentioned in the fall, you had a podcast that discussed phase one, which was how could we bring all this great intelligence in through a platform that everyone can have access to very easily as opposed to it being you know, a report that you got and kind of from paper form, kind of modernizing that into a SaaS delivery form. Well, what I've been doing as part of our acquisition is then bringing the other components and truly making this a platform. So Mandiant Advantage now, it's better to think of it as a set of products that are going to give great outcomes from the intelligence and expertise that has always been part of Mandiant but packaged in a way that is easily accessible, easy to deploy, can scale in a way that we can't do that just from our consulting and you know our, our other products that are maybe considered more manual. So one of the things that I know from the Intel side, which again, I'm, I'm more familiar with a lot of the Intel portion of what we've been unveiling and building out since the launch of Mandiant Advantage, is that it's giving us a way to reveal more of the insight we have about malware, about threat actors. You've seen us do a lot more now to reveal some of the information around UNC groups. We're talking about that a lot more. So again, thinking about this from the Intel side, more people are able to access that data that exists. But then there's a piece of this that dovetails into what's really in kind of your wheelhouse, which is the automation piece of this. 
So I have information about, let's say, UNC 2452, since we're talking about them a lot these days. I have information about maybe a new particular technique they're using. And I now, if I'm an analyst sitting in a security operations center, I have to think through my current controls uh, that are in place. Does it protect me from this, this new tactic they're using? Or I've got to figure out some way to action it somehow. How does the respond and the automation piece of this start to kick in and do that sort of work from the transfer of, of the intel of what Mandiant knows to what an organization is then able to respond and, and implement? So the Mandiant Advantage platform is really meant to bring that expertise and the intelligence kind of in and weave it through all the products that are part of it. And really the core things that help an organization really focus their efforts, their resources, their time. So they're not spending it on places that are either benign or false positives, but they are spending it on the places that matter. So you mentioned the way that works is the threat intelligence might be telling you that you have this actor group that's maybe has a campaign in, in a particular industry, maybe your industry, and it's using certain tactics and techniques, as you had mentioned. Well, here's how it weaves through. It can provide first that information to security validation product. And what that product can do is then use the information and really test your infrastructure, all the controls you have in place to see what actually blocks those tactics and techniques and what doesn't. So what it starts to give you is a picture of where do I have gaps? And so where, with that knowledge of those actor groups and the methods they use, how good, how competent is kind of my architecture to deal with that. And so once you know that, then you know where to focus. You can spend your time on the gaps, not on the places where it's already shored up. And you can do that continuously. So that's a great way of weaving it in there. With automated defense, which again is the, the new name for the former Respond product, it provides that in an operational sense. So when your security operations center and those analysts are seeing all these alerts flying by, you'd want them to know which things are alerting according to those tactics and techniques that those actors are using and escalate those things more readily, especially if it's someone who's doing the latest kind of attacks and you, know, you may not have SIM rules, you may not have playbooks or anything to kind of deal with that. What we can do with the product is ingest all that threat intelligence and have it as one of the facts that our AI models kind of use to say, this is malicious and actionable. You should pay attention to it right now and bubble those up. And so when you think of Mandiant Advantage as a platform now, it's really based on a concept that also has a new name that also I'll, I'll tell it to you. It's like, think of it as we have this breach Intel grid that's at the heart of this platform. And what that means is we're taking all the information that we know actually from our consulting side that's doing the incident response or doing red teaming or engaging with customers, doing forensics on post-breach type stuff, as well as our managed service organizations that are triaging and investigating incidents you know, all, all the time. And bringing that into this breach intel grid which then feeds all the products to have this level of expertise and knowledge that you just you, know, you can't really get anywhere else, you know, in any, any products in, in the industry. So super excited about kind of weaving that through and then allowing organizations to kind of take these steps so they can focus and prioritize based on the things that matter to them. Making it relevant to them is, is just the real 
key part to all this. Yeah. And again, as we were discussing prior to this, some of the, the ways to maybe talk about it, one of the things that struck me, thinking again as someone, as an Intel analyst and, and from that side of the house, some of the difficulties I've seen over the years where you have intelligence that we've produced and the difficulties of applying that to a particular customer problem. So you have this intel about this campaign that's going on, about an actor, about a new piece of malware that's that's being offered for sale in the underground, and you present that to a customer. And of course, one of the first questions the customer is going to ask is, are we protected against this? Is this something that we have to worry about? Have we seen this already? Is this potentially already in our network? And so that sort of connective tissue between the intel and being able to determine if you're at risk and to eventually action it, be able to address if there's a problem with security controls is something I think that has always been a challenge that I've seen again from the Intel side. Yeah, no, I mean, kind of think of it in two ways. One is how prepared am I to deal with that? And that's really where the security validation product as part of the platform helps bring it in. And then also, hey, you know, it may take you time to fill those gaps and to know how prepared you are. So operationally, am I recognizing those up to the minute kinds of things too? And that's that's kind of the other side of the problem is threat intel is useful in both preparing, but also in recognizing kind of at the time. And so the Manning Advantage platform provides both those sides of it. So I'm curious also from the perspective of someone who's a SOC analyst, how they might be utilizing this. So you talked about being able to better prioritize things like alerts, and have Intel feed into that. So kind of working from the other side of the problem, you have a, you, you know, something that you're looking at and you can then go through this platform, go through the main advantage platform, go and access potentially Intel about this particular alert that I'm getting. Walk us through a little bit of what that would look like. Yeah, I mean, let me kind of take it from the actual product perspective and how it might feel to an analyst and various others in that process. If you do take it from a security analyst who's sitting in the sock, who's <laughs> typically staring at a console, if it's a big one, and watching these alerts fly by and somehow having to make a determination which ones are important, which ones aren't, what's related, what isn't, all those kinds of things. You know, it's a, it's a very challenging type of problem. What automated defense does is it does a lot of that basic work, but at machine speed and at machine scale. And machine consistency, it ends up because it doesn't just operate at single points in time. There's this evaluation by the analysts, someone at 2 p.m., but someone at 2 a.m. They come from different backgrounds, have different biases, you know, do all that. And so automated defense allows an organization to correlate all this information, like 50 to 70 kinds of facts that are happening at one time. And then group the ones that are related and then prioritize it based on where they are in the kill chain, what critical assets might be involved. All those questions that that analyst typically had to ask themselves, the system now asks those questions and only bubbles up the ones that are meeting a threshold. So then they're going to see on the screen, automated defense, very clearly, what were the facts that automated defense used to say this is something that looks malicious and actionable. And one of those very much is going to be around the threat intelligence. And it may even be something that's a feature of our threat intelligence product, the M-score, which is providing the ability to, you know, if that M-score is high, that means it's pretty relevant to you. And so that analyst would then go, okay, wow, this is a high M-score. First of all, 
do I really know what that means? Let me click on that. Automatically goes on over to the Threat Intelligence M-Score page, allows them to get depth into what that's telling you about kind of it generally. Obviously, within the Threat Intelligence product, they can work around that to see more about those actors, more about even, let's say the organization is MITRE-based in the attack framework, what tactics and techniques are most used by those actor groups that are targeting them. And so understand why the automated defense product escalated this and then take it. And usually the way it works is that analyst is probably at that time, because they're doing triage, they're going to probably give it to an incident responder. And they're probably going to also give it to, if they have a big enough team, to some what you used to do, you know, the, the threat intelligence kind of expert and specialist in that too, and say, how much do I need to be worried about this? And it's going to escalate on up. And typically the incident responder may go back and look at the other factors that automated defense did. I kind of mentioned some of these. Where would we pick up these alerts? Were they in a place where there's critical assets or at least critical zones? Where did the vulnerability scans that were fed into this, are they telling us there's parts that are vulnerable? That type of thing. I'm going to ask those further, deeper questions about Less about the alert and more about how suspicious is this or is this destination worrisome? You know, those kinds of questions. And the threat intelligence specialist is going to, of course, be able to use the products to dive deeper into, hey, we saw this tactics and technique. Am I seeing like this UNC group that maybe we hadn't seen this in the organization before and I'm starting to see indicators that, that it might be there. Of course, one of those, probably the, it's the responder or the threat intelligence specialist is they're going to want to answer the question, is this a problem for me? Do I, you know, do I have to worry about this? And so that's when they'd kick off using the security validation product, a test of with all that information available to it to see how well the infrastructure does with it and to be able to come back and answer that question very definitively. Hey, we found them, we're seeing them right now and we're either blocking it or we have some gaps. We got to mitigate this risk right now. And that's, Really, in the end, that loop, that whole thing that I just described, that can be very quick now. Instead of it taking days or weeks to kind of get to all this information, you can now get this in minutes. That loop can happen very, very fast. And I think that's the powerful and promising aspect about this technology is that you're eliminating a lot of the friction that otherwise existed where maybe pieces of this were very manual where you had to take content from a PDF of an Intel report and then go pull out the indicators, go pull out the hashes, maybe go create YARA rules for that and have to go search for that. But now you're eliminating some of the, the friction points that existed. Well, not, not only that, then take it a little further. Then you're trying to feed a, a SIM or something else that maybe the operational side is trying to use in real time. And then you have to write rules. You have to test that. You have to make sure it's not so narrow that you're missing things or too broad that you're because it happens a lot of times, you know, you, you put a rule in and now you get another thousand alerts a day because it just, it, it sees something that is close, but it's very hard to do. The automated defense product delivers those kinds of recognition over those. We always like to talk about it as the questions that the most expert Mandiant analysts would have asked about seeing that alert. We've embedded that into mathematical models that help us go really fast through and take into account a lot of different facts to do that. So, yeah, it's not only about taking the intel and having to do all those manual steps. There's lots of manual steps kind of in the operational side, too, that have to happen that 
these days, that just increases the dwell time of any actor that might be in there. And we want to get that out fast. Yeah. One of the things that it seems like this is helping enable, well, it's helping enable a lot of different parts of the organization. And it seems like you've, you've thought about this in terms of how this is being baked in into the larger Mani Advantage roadmap around how do you enable organizational teams? The fact that there's not single individuals using pieces of this, but they all have to work together in tandem. How has that shaped your view of kind of the features that organizations want to see and maybe also influence kind of the roadmap of this as we continue to build new features and new ways for organizations to access Mandiant expertise? Yeah, you bring up a great point because it's actually a bit of historical perspective there because when we all started in security, it was networking guys looking at packets and really the heroes of the early days of just doing the initial work. And what's happened is the volume of information has just exploded as the businesses have become more and more digital. And that fact has forced us to add more people and specialize. And unfortunately, it's it's created silos in a lot of ways. Now, we've added a lot of automation in that those controls that are producing the alerts, they're also specialized and, frankly, siloed. So we've had other technologies try to bring that together, but the volume has just gone up tremendously over the last 10 years. And it's just because the business is, is expanding like that. The attack surface has expanded. The techniques and sophistication of the attackers has expanded. And so you have to have things that recognize that. And so these are all things that when you think about the roadmap and other technologies that we're trying to apply, it's, it is really about how do you deal with the modern problem. Today, siloed types of alerts you get from a lot of places. You may have, uh, what's the stat? Some like 50 to 70 vendors that are in a, a normal security operation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tremendous about that. How do you weave together that? And so it used to be that people could do that in their head. They could weave those things together. And, and today it's just, that's untenable as a problem. So you need automation to help you. I often like to use examples, and there's, there's so many of them, but if you even think about a modern car, I have kids and they, they have no idea how to drive a stick shift, a manual transmission car. And you know what? That automation that's in that car, it shifts better than manual and it, it saves gas. It helps wear and tear on the car. It does all that. There's assistants that are even in basic kind of things today. We, of course, are applying that, you know, orders of magnitude, ways of, of using more expert system type techniques, machine learning techniques, all these things that allow us to bring together, like you'd said, those different components and do it at a speed and a scale that a modern security operations needs to have it at. And that's really the goal, right? And I'll, I'll kind of the touch base we have with all of our products is, how can we get what Mandiant knows from all its expertise and its intelligence that it has gathered from its research and its consultants and all that? How do we bottle that and bring that to every security team of all sizes? They get to know what they need to know right away. And it's actionable because it gets actioned through these other pieces of software. And I think that's a, that's a really key point to this whole thing. So maybe I missed this earlier, but where does the actioning piece come together? So let's say we, in our scenario, there's been a, a piece of Intel that we've ingested through a vendor. You know, we're an organization, we're using the automated defense component of this. 
and were able to detect that there was actually evidence, indicators of attacker behavior within our environment. Is that something that gets handed off to the incident responder to go deal with, or where does that kind of actioning piece fall into this? Yeah, you know, the other thing to kind of learn from how uh, all the interactions I've had uh, with customers over the years is that, boy, they're all different and they have different processes. They have different touch points. They may have automation that helps with this. They may not. So the way to kind of think of Mandiant Advantage as a platform is it is not a rip and replace kind of platform. It is one that with your existing tooling and your existing processes, we fit really nicely just on top of that. So let me give you a couple examples to make this more real. Like you said, if automated defense escalates something and it indeed kind of gets that pass to say, yeah, we got we to gotta take action on this, it can do this a number of ways. If you have a SOAR technology, for example, you could actually automatically feed that and it could, if it could kick off a playbook that would do the actioning automatically, that's great. A lot of people don't have that. They do have an instant responder. And in fact, they like to have someone in the middle of all that to make sure they're not turning something off that would block access to all their customers or something like that. And so, yeah, it'd be giving them, but giving them with all the information they need to kind of do it very quickly than that. Automated defense actually can be through products like the endpoint detection and response products, you know, EDR, who have those capabilities, we could actually feed back down to it to say, no, you got to take some action here. And the EDR product could take some action. We basically have a two-way kind of conversation with a lot of the controls. Not every control, because they they're not as modern, a lot of them, and they can't accept as well as that. But EDR is one of these that can. It can take direction, basically, and do something for you. And so, yeah, it, you know, it really depends on the, the processes and the technologies that are kind of in there. But the other part that I'd say about Manny Advantage platform is we recognize that and we are a good citizen within people's, I like to call it the plumbing that they have. And so we can pass a lot of this information through APIs. And so those APIs have a lot of the rich, even from automated defense to, you know, the threat intelligence, as you know, through that kind of thing. And we can get it to the places where their people are or their actioning happens. So we have these these new features that are now rolling out in the main advantage platform. By this time, this one goes air. This the sort of automated defense stuff that we've been talking about here. People will be able to go and access that through the platform. I'm curious your thoughts. You know, kind of as we wrap up here. One, what are some of the other things people should expect to see for us on the, on the timeline? I won't hold you to a specific time frame, but some of the other features that are over the, the next year or so going to be rolling out. And then two. Where do you see this space in particular within the industry going in the next couple of years? Again, is it's very much responsive to what organizations and customers are looking for. People do want to have that technologies that work together and play well with others. But I'm curious kind of where you see this all headed. Yeah, what you were just describing there, there is a, a new pretty hyped and hot category, and it's called Extended Detection and Response, or XDR. And I think the XDR rose from a couple of places. It rose from the fact that EDR isn't the end-all and be-all. You can't tell everything just from what's going on at your endpoint. You tell a lot of things. It's great, it's great technology, but there's much more to it. And so when you talk about our future, it's in this XDR category. And the XDR, if I can kind of summarize what that category is about, it's 
It's how do I get the outcomes? The I'm looking at prioritized things that I need to take action on. And I didn't have to do a lot of those integration work myself. I didn't have to put all my intelligence into it. And that's why I kind of started with Mandiant Advantage is the embodiment of a lot of the expertise and intelligence from Mandiant. It's bringing that into it. So our XDR is very unique, actually. And so this is where our future is kind of going, I guess I'd say. A lot of the XDR vendors talk about it, but they talk about those controls. They've woven together maybe something on the endpoint, something in the network, here or there, other things. And typically that's for just their products. What the Many Advantage platform does is, hey, you can choose whether it's the FireEye controls that you have today, or it may be other vendors that you have either as a SIM or other kinds of controls. We can sit on top of those and you don't have to do all that work to connect the dots that tell the story of when an incident is happening within that, because we do that. We bring the intelligence and the expertise. We bring the validation to what your IT network is. And we bring the, the triage or that analysis that you have to make about what's important or not automatically. So we're going to do more in that area. I think there's one part that I'd say that is in the future, of course, and we offer this as a managed service today, is what if you don't have an alert fire? How do you tell if something might be in there? And that's the world of threat hunting. And we have a managed service that helps you do threat hunting, but we'll provide technology that'll also help in that. And I think this leads me to this other point that I want to make sure the audience knows about the Manning Advantage platform. It's also very flexible in its delivery. So if you have an organization that once it has 100% technology, and those components I'm talking about are not services, they're, they're tech, you know, it's the products, you can consume it that way. And they're SaaS-based, very modern, deploy very easily and work in a multi-vendor situation. But a lot of companies just need the help. They need the augmentation. They need the expertise. that they And they'd like, frankly, a person behind some of that stuff. And so we can also provide this as either kind of expertise as you go or as a fully managed service. And so, again, I think it's, it's kind of to the style of the, of the different customers. They're going to get this more modern XDR, something that provides very fast detection response, but without a lot of the baggage of having to put all that intelligence and context and everything in themselves, they're going to be able to get it out of the box. And so, you know, in, in some ways we're trying to deliver this Mandiant expertise in a box. And that's how people should think about the overall platform too. And so we'll just add more and more of expertise to it. Well, it's exciting to hear some of the ways that we are continuing to, to be a force multiplier there and the many different ways and, and different use cases that organizations and customers have, being able to kind of meet them where they are uh, with what they're looking for uh, with that expertise. So fantastic. Mike, thanks for coming on and helping break down and explain everything automated defense. I'll eventually get that, that terminology correct. But for folks that want to go check out more about this, as I mentioned, we're recording this ahead of time, but I believe we'll have some blog posts and, and some other information people will be able to find on the, the FireEye website. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're launching a lot of this capability just in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, there should be a lot of information and in fact, redoing the website and very much to talk about the broader platform and what it does along with the threat intelligence that it has been since the fall. So very exciting time for us. Fantastic. Mike, great to talk to you. Take care. Right. Thanks. Bye.